We're very thankful today to be joined by Tony McCombie, Illinois State Representative and now the leader of the Illinois House Republicans. Representative, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Last week, you uh, gave a speech shortly after you had been sworn in and formally began your position as leader of the House Republicans. And one thing that I didn't know, even after watching Illinois politics for 20 years, you said Republicans represent every a part of every county in Illinois. And I wondered why you thought that was important to include in your opening remarks. I think I know why it was, but tell me why you thought it was. Yeah, when I started digging in and looking at, you know, I knew geographically, you know, we're all there, but there's so, you know, 102 counties. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, we, we represent every single one of them. We might, you know, we all have, like I have today, parts of uh, seven counties, uh, two whole parts of seven. And we always talk about no matter if I have, you know, a town of 200 in a county, I still represent that county. Uh, And we as Republicans are always told that uh, our voices don't matter. We don't represent uh, where the population base is. And it was kind of a way for me to say, no, that's that's not accurate. We do represent all parts. So we do deserve and demand a seat at the table. So that really what 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 that was about saying, hey, we are relevant um, just because we don't have the majority of Cook County or uh, the other suburban counties. We still are relevant because when you look at a map um, and you look at the red and the blue, obviously uh, all of it is basically red except for major areas, obviously Chicago, St. Louis, parts of the Quad Cities, um, Champaign. Uh, there's a, a lot of areas that are not. So I just wanted to make sure to remind them that we are part of this state um, as, a, as a caucus, regardless of how small we are. And we have voices and we represent those counties just like they do. Tony McCombie with us, the leader of the House Republican. She replaces the uh, outgoing uh, leader, uh, Jim Durkin, who also recently resigned his uh, position as a state representative. One of the things that uh, I presume you are exploring is how do we put the Illinois Republican Party uh, on the same page? Because there seems to be same thing with the Democrats. You know, there's various divisions within the Democratic Party as well. But I wonder, what are the things that everybody under the Republican tent ought to agree on? Uh, well, the Constitution, number one. I, I think that's the... And we just all took an oath, uh, Republicans and Democrats. I think uh, how we define the Constitution and its meaning is certainly uh, different for some of my members on the other side of the aisle. But those of us in the House Republican Caucus certainly all agree that the Constitution um, is is first and foremost. Uh, we we do have a diverse state, uh, and we do have, uh, including myself, even with the leadership, uh, we chose folks. Well, I chose folks that one I could trust, two that would be hardworking, and three that would represent all parts of of the state. Uh, so even within our leadership team, we might disagree on certain topics or certain bills. But first and foremost, we believe in the Constitution. I wonder what your thoughts have been surrounding the assault weapons ban that was um, passed and signed into law recently. 
Uh, obviously, there's been a number of sheriffs making statements about that uh, piece of legislation. What are your thoughts about it going forward? Well, first, I, I hate to call it uh, an assault weapons ban because I believe it's a firearm ban. Uh, you know, redefining what a what a weapon is 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 how things get done in Springfield on the other side of the aisle uh, on a lot of topics. But you're seeing you're seeing sheriffs who uh, kind of reminds me of during the time of COVID uh, when they were you know saying folks couldn't do this, couldn't do that, and sheriffs. We're like, you know what, this this is, we we have an oath as well, um, and this is not constitutional. So this is, it reminds me of that. And I'm very thankful that so many uh, folks that do take the oath of office um, and are uh, elected by the people are speaking for the people. And I think that's extremely important. I always tell folks, you know, because, because we live in rural areas, um, you know, our voice doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. And we saw those changes come with voices in, with COVID. Uh, we're, we're seeing them uh, around the state and we'll see them here now with the Second Amendment. And when it comes to, you know, some state's attorneys um, also elected, uh, the whole point is, I, I think I had an interview with somebody and they were like, you know, um, the legis, you know, you guys were always saying, you folks were always saying, um, that the, the laws are made in the House and the Senate, so then the state's attorneys and the sheriffs have to follow those laws that are made there. Uh, well, here's the thing. Kim Fox, the, the Cook County state's attorney, decides all the time uh, what laws that she's going to prosecute. So uh, I, think it's, I think it's important that our sheriffs and our state's attorneys around the state are following their oath that they made to the people as well. Um, Ms. McComey, I understand that you're going to be coming to Southern Illinois for a period of time uh, very soon to just help better understand the uh, various districts of the representatives that fall underneath your leadership. Yes, I'm pretty excited. It'll, it's a it's a long trip for me. It's it, to get to Marion. It's five hours and forty minutes. <laughs> so it's uh, but we have a we have a big state, and my goal is to in a very short period of time to experience a lot of different things. So I'm going to come and I'm going to visit the um, Williams County uh, Republicans at one of their dinners. I'm going to spend some time with Representative Rosenthal, Representative, uh, uh, actually, Leader uh, Patrick Windhorse and Leader Charlie Meyer. So I look forward to, you know, be taken around to see uh, some pretty cool things, including um, Superman and the world's uh, largest ketchup bottle. I'm sure that that will be something you will never forget <laughs> tony mccombie is with us today i go back to the political side of things and i wonder whether it was criminal justice reform to some extent in the past another bill that stands out in my mind the name image and likeness bill for college athletes there was uh, broad bipartisan support uh, for those in the legislature are there specific areas where you think that uh, Republicans and Democrats are likely going to be able to work together uh, as the days go by? Oh, gosh, I sure I sure hope so. Uh, there is, uh, you know, one of the issues with having such a large caucus for the Democrats is they have several caucuses within those caucuses, with, within the main caucus. So there's a lot of personalities um, and a lot of lean toward socialism. Um, so there, it'll be interesting to see 
Democrats that are would be considered um, moderate, some JFK like Democrats that will come to us um, and help hopefully write some legislation to um, clean up. Uh, well, and certainly not allow for the mandate for the national sex ed standards. That's just disgusting. Uh, here, here, here they have. We did not see it in the House, but in the Senate, uh, they. Uh, the first time the bill was written is that schools could opt uh, out when you have 70 plus percent of all school districts opting out of the sex ed, uh, national sex ed uh, initiatives. And then the Senate comes in and says, you know what, we're going to remove that and make it mandatory. No opt out. Luckily it was killed in the Senate. Um, but we were working uh, with our colleagues on the other side of the aisle uh, right away to k- get that killed in the house because you, we cannot continue to put government uh, control on everything that we touch. So I believe on education we will see some compromise. I certainly hope um, on issues of public safety we're going to see some compromise. Uh, the budget, I don't know. I don't think we're going to. I hope we have a seat at the table for the budget. I'd love to have a. Uh, us to have a budgeteer this year. Uh, them announcing that they have a budgeteer replacing uh, Leader Harris is makes me optimistic. So I hope that we can have uh, at least a voice. Now, will we vote for those just because we have a seat at the table? I'm not sure. It'll depend on what it looks like. But I think there are some areas, uh, certainly that I just discussed, that we can ha- we can find some compromise. Do you think infrastructure spending is a place where there can be bipartisan? agreement or is that a situation where we've seen you know earmarks for you know that side of the aisle but not necessarily for the republican side of the aisle yeah so as you're aware we passed a a huge uh the house and senate both passed a a a huge uh capital bill uh and with that you passed uh, uh some tax increases to raise the revenue for that the problem with that was a lot of districts uh, did receive uh, some really big projects, uh, projects that are going to help with economic development. The problem with the bill was, and even I've heard from some of my Democrat colleagues, they didn't realize, and here, here's the thing, the, the secret's in the sauce, that there is an annual increase on our gas tax. That's not necessary. There's a sales tax on top of our our um, gas tax. There's no there's no protections with the raising inflation. So there's some, I think we're also going to see some compromise on that. Maybe there's caps put in place or they remove the, the annual increase. So I think even on tax reform, maybe on the estate tax, uh, ideally you'd love to get, get rid of it. But I think even on the estate tax, if we could bring it to the federal level, that's going to be a, a benefit. So I think even on taxes, I think we can uh, make some compromise. And hey, if our governor's really thinking about running for president, he's going to have to he's going to have to do something with our tax our taxes, that's for sure. Well, it would seem like those rumors make more sense all the time. I know that he's headed to Switzerland for uh, some sort of worldwide economic development forum and uh, not to say that a person that wasn't running for president would do or not do that, but it certainly helps elevate him to a world stage. Absolutely. And it's not the first time he's gone on a visit. So, Well, we'll let them decide their own fate when it comes to those decisions. Um, That's right. Uh, Leader McCombie, I want to be respectful of your 
time this morning. Uh, we've kind of visited this topic before in previous interviews, but uh, I know that you have goals for the upcoming session and for your party, and I, I'm sure some of those are to develop uh, good candidates, uh, not only for state rep, but for um you know, statewide office, what would you say to somebody who is listening to this today who maybe has toyed with the idea of running uh, for office as a Republican, uh, but, you know, for whatever reason, hasn't really engaged that idea too far? Yeah, I think the most important thing is is don't listen to the hype, uh, you know, the preconceived notions of what a Republican is. And I stated that in, in my uh, my speech. It, it's, it really is ridiculous. Uh, here, you know, there there are possibilities. You, you hear folks that are, um, you know, I'm strongly pro-life in all of our caucuses. But when I first was elected in the suburbs, we had folks that were pro-choice or thought they were pro-choice they would never have voted for the crazy extremes of taxpayer funded getting rid of parental notification going to nine months uh you know the extreme they would never have supported those things they they would never have supported um the unconstitutional firearms ban um they they wouldn't they wouldn't do those things and so don't be afraid if your views uh, are different if you're if you're a woman if you're black if you're brown uh, don't listen to that stuff because we are the party of the big tent and and we believe in less government less taxes uh, people having their voice and it, we need to step up and I think that's part of the people are scared people are scared to 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 be that voice and we'll help you we'll help we'll help we'll help you along the path so you know Southern Illinois has a great group of individuals and and we had <clears throat> excuse me two tough losses with Jen Cordy and Ashley Hunsaker they would have been awesome but they were completely outspent but they were certainly never <clears throat> excuse me never outworked so it, you know I would love to see more conservative women um, uh, certainly running and putting their name out there but it's hard uh, you know we belong to not-for-profits we belong to churches we have families and husbands and um, you know we we do it all, but I just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. That's one of the things that I've always said from the beginning. It's okay to be vulnerable. We're going to make mistakes. Um, as long as you can stand behind them and, and admit them, then that's okay. So just come forward and we'll help you. Representative Tony McCombie with us today. She is the new leader of the House Republicans. We appreciate her time very much. We hope you have a great day. Appreciate you. Have a good day.